Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Roughed Up Podcast. It's your host, Wes Yee, joined as always by Tim Rodriguez and Matt Armstrong. Hello guys, how are we doing? Mike, Hello ladies. Mike Roy is on the road. He's uh, enjoying some time off in a location undetermined. But we'll power through. We've got his pick. Don't you, don't you Mike Roy fans worry. We've got his pick for you. We'll make sure that you get your money. Uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, let's let's launch off with our our always kickoff segment, and that's Tim's tantrums. Tim, we've got uh, Buffalo Bills last week. Came up just another, short. Uh, another week are... in Bills Nation. <laughs> yeah, came up a little short <laughs> against the. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I got, I got the pouring one out drink. Yeah, you know it's a good episode when, when Tim's drink gets poured in the first thirty seconds of the show. <laughs> yeah, We've got yeah. a chance for some uh, special effects. Oh man! Oh. Talk to me about your well, boy Josh Allen. Bills Nation guys. I, I mean, uh, it was rough in all facts. I'm, I have LaShawn McCoy on my fantasy team and watch him get point one zero points. That's a rough day, boys. <laughs> you know your team's not going to be successful when. Uh, when your starting running back is probably uh, getting, what was it, 10 yards? You got 10 yards rushing in that game? Yeah, but the they're, they don't need a running back when they have Josh Allen. Yeah, oh, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, yeah, at this point, he is their running back because he can't throw the ball. So he ran for 100 yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, he is their best running back because he can't throw. So he has to run the ball. 90% of the time. <laughs> what if so I told time... you you could have had a rush-only quarterback that is on the free agency wire instead of spending <laughs> your first-round pick on that? <laughs> you're, you're, uh, yes. Uh, well, there's now been mumblings about that, actually, about the uh, Redskins talking to Colin Kaepernick. Actually. There, there's no room for a Colin Kaepernick in this league, guys. The talent yeah. in the NFL is... At an all-time high in the quarterback position. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Josh Johnson is going to be starting this week. And that... Yeah, he, he dominated this weekend. <laughs> that is... Uh... He, he put Mark Sanchez on the bench. That's... Yeah, that's that's a big <laughs> achievement. Well, that's not, that's not all that difficult, guys. Uh, I mean, <laughs> did you watch him? Oh, holy smokes. It definitely looked like he hadn't played in two years. Yeah. Oh, my well, goodness. Uh, Josh, Allen, or, uh, Josh Johnson hadn't thrown a pass in seven years yeah uh, I, I mean well he's been on the bench for seven years or he has been unemployed for the last i think he was unemployed for the last two uh, yeah well he he ran like a a wildcat for the niners in 2014 but he yeah, hadn't thrown exactly. a live ball game in since 2011 or something. yeah i, I mean the fact and that these guys Mark are still Sanchez, so. <laughs> the fact that these guys are still getting jobs is incredible to me. Uh, um, and then on the Niners front, I'm just, I'm just bewildered uh, watching the Broncos play the Niners. I'm just like, are, are you guys even gonna planning on showing up in this game? Watching Kittle just running all over them. He had 200 yards receiving in that game. I was like, holy was, shit! Uh, they, they, yeah, he was four yards away from the like tight end record. But like he only received one target in the second half. That's good yeah. coaching, right there, boys. That's good coaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, oh, we had no idea he was close to a record. It's like, no, someone printed you out a sheet at halftime. Like, these are like things that you should look at. Forget knowing whether or not there's a record. The guy, yards. yeah, the guy's <laughs> unstoppable. 
And the thing is, the thing is, the reason why he refused to do it is because he's been a lo- Kyle Shanahan's been a longtime friend to Shannon Sharp. And oh my wanted- god! <laughs> and, and no, I'm, I'm, tell- I'm, tell- I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you this right now. He's been a longtime friends with Shannon Sharp, and they didn't want to do this to his record. Shannon and Sharp. Wow. Oh, that is the Tim Tantrum kind of uh, factoid. I like that. <laughs> Because Shannon Sharp holds the record right now, and he did it while he was a Bronco, and while his dad was was coaching the team. And, oh. and the thing is, like, this is the type of thing, like, where you know it's old school, it's in house type of shit they don't talk about aloud. So it's like kind of like how they would walk Barry Bonds because they don't want him break records, like that kind of crap. He would have had to do it against Shannon Sharp's old team, of course, and his yeah, and his yeah exactly. Team. So that's the reason why. Like, because there there's, there no way, a... there's no way Kittle was not open at all in the second half. That guy is a fucking beast. He's 6'5", 260 pounds, and runs like a gazelle. Like, barely anybody can stop this guy. <laughs> if like, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo and Greg Kittle had babies, they'd be the hottest football player that Tim has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this no, was no, Greg, that, that's Greg? the uh, the clapper special. Used to he used to just specialize in that uh, when we had Demarco Murray on the Cowboys, he would run for like 190 yards in the first half and get four carries in the second half. It was, it's uh, like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's because they, they oh we're doing to... too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're passing the ball too much to the tight end. Didn't he's doing too well? Aren't, aren't... Him. legend for aren't... not running or you know giving the ball to your carry in the second half so. aren't we like at far enough along in 2018 that like the guys who are nfl head coaches should have played madden like four hours a day when they were kids and they should know like oh this this play is unstoppable i'm running this non-stop over and over and over again like i remember when i played madden there was like the play action was you could just guaranteed 15 yards every single time to the tight end and I've ran that play 40 times a game, and I don't know why the pros don't uh, well, can't, can't I mean, feature think, the players who are dominating. If you watch that game against the Broncos, there was a couple plays that the Niners ran where there wasn't a Bronco defender within 20 yards of the receiver. I was just like, what the hell is this? Uh, yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, Chris, it was like Chris Harris Jr., right, wasn't playing, which is basically like a Sherman Revis kind of guy. So, like, I would imagine their defensive schemes are totally not what they're used to playing. Um, so that, that could be a factor, too. No, I'm sure it is. But the fact is, is that there's not a within 20 yards or 10 to 15 yards. Like, when Kittle ran for 85, there was literally not a man within 20 yards of him. Were you, aware that, like, were you, oh, aware, were you aware that there's a man named River Craycraft in the NFL on the Broncos? No, I was not aware of that. He's he's uh yeah he's their kick return wide receiver guy, very exciting. That's a na- that's a name. Craycraft. That's a name wow. right there. It's a name right out of freaking your uh, Jim Jim Thorpe era. <laughs> yeah, straight up nineteen twenty six. All right, let's Love let's it. get into the games. We are amazingly, shockingly, incredibly already in week fifteen of the 2018 National Football League schedule. Shocking, shocking how quickly this stuff happens. We'll do the primetime games as usual, and then we'll make our own picks. Starting with Thursday Night Football, 
your on fire LA Chargers taking on your Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams still with a shot at a bye. Uh, Chargers just one game back of the Chiefs. A win here puts them into a virtual tie, I believe. And uh, yes, yeah, yep, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we, we, we put them in a tie because it's a division game plus turns. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Chiefs, there's a fight for first place. Chiefs six and zero at home. Chargers five and one on the road. Something's wow. gotta give. Kansas City did not look like the same team without uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, well, they, and they won't performance. Yeah. He will not be back certainly, uh, but they were good enough to beat the Ravens last week behind 377 yards for Patrick Mahomes and Spencer Ware stepping in as the leading running back. Chargers getting three and a half points on the road here in Arrowhead. What do you guys like? Uh, Chiefs on this one. I, I Arrowhead is probably the second toughest place to play on the road. Uh, I do realize it's an in-division game, um, but the Chargers are playing great right now. But I, I, I still really like the, the Chiefs' offense in this situation. Uh, I, I can't trust that the Rivers is going to be able to keep up. I, and the Chargers' defense is good, but it's not great. And I don't think they'll be able to keep up with everything that – I mean, Andy Reid has called a great offensive game this season. His his screen and passing game has been incredible this year. Um, and I, I really like the Chiefs here. I, I, I think they will pull it out by more than four. So, I, I, th- I like the Chiefs here. Yeah. I like the Chiefs too. I think we've been, we've been sort of on home teams in primetime games lately. And I feel like while – while I feel like the Chargers are playing better, or at least closer to their ceiling than the um, than the Chiefs are, I think that the uh, home team on a Thursday night is worth a lot. And the Chargers, while they've been playing well, uh, you know they beat the Bengals in a close game last week. Not exactly uh, world beaters. While the Char- the Chiefs did take down the Ravens, who I think are a solid like B tier team. Yeah, this is a that's a good point. Is that they are they were on the road in the Midwest against the. Uh the Bengals and they're on the road again in KC. Uh, they also, um, for the rest of the season are kind of, you know, I think they are one of the top like five ish teams in, in the entire league, but it's a rough schedule ahead. They, they play, um, the, yeah, they play the Ravens, then the Broncos on the road. So like they may not end up with like, a, an incredible record, but I think this is like a good team. You want to bet, in a situation where they're not, um, they're probably fatigued going into a Thursday game with double road games. They they were at yeah. home last week in uh, against Cincinnati, but oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but still going from going from LA to Kansas City, big climate change, um, and uh, tough tough place to put tough place to play. Feels like a fair line to me, though. I would say. No, I, I agree. I, and the thing is, they're going to be going from a nice weather, 60, 70 degrees, to a freezing weather, Kansas City, which is probably going to be in the upper 20s, maybe low 30s in that game. That that That's tough. Uh, I mean, playing in those conditions. I Forecast says, uh, let's see, 42 yeah, degrees 45. and possible rain. 
That's, yeah. that's brought to you by uh, AccuWeather. AccuWeather, what is the wind chill? <laughs> what is the wind chill? <laughs> what, what, no, wind chill does play a factor. I mean, I'm sure it does, but I don't think our handicapping is... We, we should have said AccuWeather. We should have sound like like the 10th weather option on Google. Like that's the only chance we would get like a, an ad sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us like 25 bucks? Okay. <laughs> AccuWeather not gonna come near us. No, they yeah, don't. Well, you, don't have the budget. Well, well, even then, you're going 40 degrees from 40 degrees to where, where they were playing before in San Diego or LA, which is was it 65, 70 degrees with basically barely any wind, no rain, and it's probably it's gonna be windy. It's gonna be chilly. It's a much more difficult atmosphere to play in, and plus you have 80,000 people at Arrowhead yelling at you. It's going to be a difficult place to play. This show is brought to you by Bavada.lv. If you're interested in <laughs> gambling on sports, type in Bavada.lv slash welcome slash P43359, I'm sorry, 9560 slash join question mark EXT CMIPD <laughs> equals RAF copy. And we'll give you a 200% match on your deposit of $200. Yeah. That's Bavada.lv slash welcome. No, I'm just going to do it again. Shit, when are we going to get sponsorship? When are we going to get sponsorship? When we get 10 listeners. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's call these primetime games because the NFL is now on Saturday. We'll go a little quicker on these, but oh, the Houston yeah. Texans are six and a half point road favorites at the New York Football Jets. I don't think I'm going to watch this game. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a pass to me. I like quick quick reaction. No, I'm not. Quick reaction. Uh, I like the Jets here. Home underdog of six and a half seems too big for yeah. a team like Houston. I totally agree with you, especially after coming off a big win last week against the Bills. I think um, uh, also, yeah, like we've been trying to hope to fade the Texans at any point we can. I think this is perfectly this, fine. Yeah, this is our chance. <laughs> yeah, and the same and the same rules apply. I mean, it's going to be cold in New York, where uh, Houston's usually playing indoors. So this is kind of a situation where. Uh, the Jets could definitely take advantage of the weather. What if I told you that the Denver Broncos are playing against the Cleveland Browns and that those teams are basically considered to be equal? Three-point home favorite for the Broncos. I would agree with that. I mean, the Cleveland has shown progress, and the Broncos have shown progressive tendencies. <laughs> I mean, last week after watching them play against the Niners, they played awful. They showed nothing on offense they showed nothing on defense right and, and all things are pointing up in terms of cleveland they easily could be a 500 team right now if they didn't have a couple of huge mistakes that cost them wins early on in the season this seems I, like a great year if you were like really into analytics because this year there's been so much parody i feel like there's so many teams that can beat other teams like the Dolphins can beat the Patriots. Like, obviously, on the last play of the game. Well, yeah, that but, was um, that was a 
fluke. But that happens every year. They've, what, beaten them six yeah. out of seven in Miami in the last seven years? Yeah. Yeah. Even that it's, it's close. unreal. It's like, oh, these are Pats. These are, like, you know, Oh, that's team. true, yeah. And you the Dolphins guess. had, like, you know, Tannehill. So, like, shouldn't the Pats just run away with the game? No. They have Gronkowski trying to tackle people to win the game. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to take the Broncos. I think the uh, this is a buy low, buy low opportunity on them. They lost on the road to the Niners. That's that's ugly, for sure. Niners suck. But uh, I think the Broncos are a decent team. And uh, even if they don't have Chris Harris back. I I, do you know his status? He's done, right? He's done for the year? Yeah. 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 yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think, he, what was it? He had like a knee or an ankle? Hmm. He's not playing. Yeah, either way, he's not playing. Um, yeah, okay. Well, in that case, sorry, I'm being uh, being offered a wonderful thing, which is a burger. So just give me one second. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. All right, intermission over. <laughs> I went with the burger. I the off- option of a chicken sandwich, but a burger is where we went. All right. Uh, so yeah, I was on. I was on the Broncos here. You guys, Browns or what's? I'm gonna be on the Browns here. Uh, to be honest, I, I really like where their direction is heading. It looks like the Broncos are heading down the river. Well, uh, the Browns are look like they're heading up the mountain. Like I, I, I really like the direction in terms of defense, defensive scheme. I, I like where they're looking like on their offense they have like jarvis landy landry last week went went for was it 27 points 26 points in fantasy last week i mean everything is looking up in terms for the browns and the and the broncos the opposite seems like is happening your uh like outdoorsman metaphors really confused me there for a moment up the up the I'm mountain, just... down the river. I don't know which one is good. I don't know which one is bad. Going up mountain seems hard, but maybe it's good because you're going to a plateau. I don't know. <laughs> going right. up the mountain. If you get to the top of the mountain, you're attacking, yeah, Greg, right? Greg, Greg Williams has uh, more wins than Hugh Jackson in the last whatever forty-eight. Yeah, months, ex- so. exactly. Their yeah. yeah, their offensive coordinator seems to be a genius, Freddie Kitchens, <laughs> unlocking uh, all the. Uh, Oh, the offensive parts that uh, that your your boy genius Phil, Hugh Jackson could not. Hugh Hugh Jackson's not a boy genius. The guy's like fifty. <laughs> well, was uh, was well. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> to Sunday night. Chris Sun- Harris has, has a broken uh, fibula, so All he right. will not be playing football. All right, so he's he's questionable. Um. <laughs> he's questionable. <laughs> Just shoot him up, shoot him up, guys. We got. Listen, if he had a broken brain, he'd be playing. That's true. This is the NFL. All right. That is true. Sunday night football, 5.20 p.m. This game's in Los Angeles. It's the L.A. Rams coming off of probably their worst defeat of the season, losing, uh, what, 15-6? to six? Yep. 15-6 to, six are to take, the Bears. They are taking on your defending Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles have had not a Super Bowl champion type of season, uh, faltering repeatedly, losing again last week in a probably what I would say is a do, was a do or die game against the Cowboys. I think they're finished now, safe to say. Yeah, they got crushed last week. And That's now that, 
And now they go on the road to face the, well, maybe the Eagles of last year and the Rams who look like the best team, uh, at least next to the Saints. This game is a nine-point line. And I like the Rams. It's the Rams at home, correct? It's the Rams at home. Yeah, I'm going to like the Rams in this one. Uh, the The Eagles haven't shown much in terms of offense nor defense. Uh, they, they lack consistency at every level. Uh, and they just got smoked by the... By the uh, Cowboys. By Amari Cooper. Amari <laughs> Cooper and the Cowboys. They just got smoked. So um, they have a couple more weapons in L.A. than, than the Dallas Cowboys do. So uh, I'm, I'm going to trust the uh, Rams to at least put up 10 in this game. Should, should we talk about, uh, about the Amari Cooper trade? I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but, like, pretty amazing trade. Yeah. You'd have to say yeah. it has been – very positive. <laughs> yeah, it's been a godsend to the Cowboys. Their offense looks completely different now. What's I happened? I wonder what the uh, problem, though, is because the Raiders have looked better, too. They have. They Both teams have looked better while losing a number one overall pick. Uh, I mean, like, the, the Oakland Raiders lost an over, a number one overall pick. And, I mean, uh, and, well, and you, their you, number one receiver. And yeah, yeah, and their number better. one receiver. And they have played a lot better. The last two weeks, they've looked like a decent team, a team that could beat basically anybody in any given situation. I wouldn't say that they're a great team, but they could definitely beat someone in, at home. Yeah. Cooper think, uh, is a top five receiver right now, right? If you were to take a guy on Sunday? Yeah, skyrocket yeah. on, the, on the market for sure. Yeah, he I put think, up 200 um, yards last week. They're, the whole Cowboy offense um, perf- had great numbers. They still had, like, turnovers and sacks and bad mistakes. So that team still sucks. The Eagles had a lot of unlucky penalties called against them again. Um, so I think this team is not a world beater anymore. But I, I think they're, they were, like, on a, a mean, would have been an 8 or 9 win team. They just had, you know... Winston get back one week earlier or anything like that. So I think this is a better team than nine points on the road. The Rams have looked bad as well. Uh, they only ran the ball 11 times against the Bears, and like, it was like 40 degrees. And they let Goff yeah, throw like four picks. He looked terrible. It's like run the ball with the best running back in the league. Like uh, McVay is like, He's uh, you know such a darling with the media, and when he makes mistakes, they're so glaring. It's like, oh, I could have coached this team to fucking twelve wins too. Um, so, well, yeah, that team is ridiculously good. This is this they team. Have, they have a lot of faces, and it's like they they still play down to the teams they're facing. I think this could just be a shootout, and I think the Eagles can play at that level. I think nine is way too high. Hmm. Um, okay. I think, yeah, like, seven and a half, like, obviously, you're not even getting a great number, but, like, the number seems inflated to me. Eagles have not had the type of run game that they did last year. That's got to be a factor, although Wentz's accuracy better. Right, yeah. Well, they had, yeah, Jay Ajayi, like, broke his leg or whatever in the first, like, game or two. Yeah. Um, He's uh, been a non-factor. And Sproles is gone, 
So yeah, they've they've been really reduced in their options. Um, but I I I am I think the Rams are boosted a little. Uh, they got off on that really hot start. They were like whatever nine nine and one nine and two. Now they're kind of just like a, you know, they're they're flustering as well. Now they're eleven and two, but. <laughs> yeah, really flustering. I don't know. I don't know. Even with, like if you, this Bears game looks more like an aberration than something I would measure against their identity. I mean, if you look at the three weeks leading up to that game, thirty-six points, fifty-four points, thir- uh, thirty points. So, well, and the thing is, they were coming off one of the most brutal games you'll ever see in your life. They, they came off the Chiefs, that Chiefs game, which was just it was fifty-four, just a fifty-one, where, yeah. Yeah, that game was, it was not only physically exhausting, it was also emotionally exhausting. Those guys were on back and forth, back and forth all game long. Well, a lot of times what happens is they come out flat the next following week because they just spent so much time and energy the previous week, they just come out flat. Yeah, and they and they did not. They they came out. They beat the Lions on the road, and then they went to Chicago on the road. Two, two, so second week in, second week in a row. I thought that was a good spot for the Bears. Certainly ended up being one. Uh, I think they get healthy here. Nine. I, I agree. It seems really high when you look at the quality of the uh, quality of these teams. Like it wasn't that long ago that this would have been, uh, you know, maybe Rams three, um, early in the season this year. But uh, yeah. I I do think this is where they get healthy and. The Eagles have to be kind of broken after losing in overtime in a must-win game, uh, and then having to go on the road again. So, I like, I like the Rams. Yeah, I, no, I as I said earlier on, I like the Rams in this game. Uh, I mean, aren't the, aren't the so, Eagles like they're they're like in a good shot for the wild card though? So right. Uh, yeah, I, I they're in like second place. It's close. It's close. It's close. Like so, they can, they still have the opportunity. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. They're they're six and seven, so they're a half game back of the Vikings. Um, they're in the hunt. And and tied with the Panthers, uh, but but they lose the tiebreaker to the Panthers, so they have two teams to jump over um, to get into the last wild card spot. So yeah, I guess they're not they're not dead, but it's it's a they're gonna have to go down the river. Yeah, <laughs> they have to hope on the Cowboys to choke. Come oh, on. they can't catch. I don't think they can catch the Cowboys. I think oh, the Cowboys are. Run, uh, I think that's finished. The Cowboys are eight and uh, five. Uh, they would have to yeah, basically yeah. win out, and Cowboys would have to lose all their games. Yeah, basically, basically, that's not, like, that's not in the realm of possibility with the Cowboys, who've been like boosted by the refs all, all uh, the last four or five weeks. <laughs> Cowboys still have the Bucks on their schedule. Um, and I, I also think they'll be favored in their other two games, even though they're against teams that are playing okay, the Colts and the Giants. Um, and Eagles, I mean, this is a very tough game. Yeah. You go on the road, yeah. you're a nine-point underdog, but they also yeah. play the Texans, and uh, and, the, and the Texans are uh, also a solid team. So I was looking for the nerve. I think they're still open. Like, it's not, it's not over yet. Uh, this team is not a team that has shown they're capable of winning three games in a row. Yeah. Um, but I, I, th- I still think nine is kind of too high. Yeah, it's it's high for sure. All right, let's bring it back to Sunday and our picks of the week. And who, who had Roy's pick? Yeah, I'll shoot them out. He had uh, the Chiefs on Thursday. What else did we have? He had Philly. Um, oh, we didn't actually get to Monday night. That's, that's the next one, uh, which is Saints-Panthers. Panthers, a six-and-a-half-point home underdog here against the in-division New Orleans Saints. Panthers have 
basically come apart at the seams. They were looking like a favorite for the playoffs, uh, leading the wild card just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but they have really fallen apart. Five straight losses, and they are now sitting at six and seven. Still in the, uh, still in the race somehow, but pretty ugly losses. Getting losing to the Browns, losing to the Bucks, losing to the Lions. That's not, that's not what you want to see out of a team. People uh, certainly talking about Cam Newton's injured shoulder as a big factor, and you would think that a quarterback would want to have a healthy shoulder. And so this one looks to me like a falling knife. I will be on the Saints. Yeah, that, that, that uh, seems like the good choice for me as well. Um, there's the shoulder stories. There's also, uh, it was either a week or two ago, they have uh, Ron Rivera calling play calls, like, and they're worse after that. It's like, okay, so it's not going to get better. Like, it, it seems like I was thinking, oh, if this was a team that was, like, destined to be, like, a 12-win a team and you, you go and do five losses in a row, oh, Ron Rivera would be on the chopping block. But, like, there's no, the pool of offensive or uh, NFL coaches as, as replacements is so low. Like, I guess you keep running it with Ron Rivera, but... I don't know. Marvin Lewis, Hugh don't. Jackson could be available. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, they, I mean... They've been stale in what they've been doing. They have not looked good. Uh, I think, yeah, just running with the Saints, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're outdoors, but the Saints have been good on the road this year. Yeah, they're a running um, team now. That's not they as much. Have, they can run the ball. That yeah. is a big factor. Um, that but is. then again, it is a division. Um, you, got, you have to give somewhat of a, like, the Carolina will get up for this game. I just don't see that the Saints will be repressed by the, by, by the Panthers here. Tim? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I, I I don't see the Carolina Panthers being able to pull something out like this. Uh, the, the Saints have been one of the most consistent teams in football. They staggered a little bit, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still the Saints. And I, I think they'll still be able to put up points. And I'm not sure that the that the Panthers will be able to put up points. I, I, I just don't trust, trust that offense week to week. That defense is still very solid defense, but from week to week, them being able to put out points, I don't trust it. Uh, I like the Saints here. Yeah, and in the old couple, you know, the last couple of years, I would have said this is a trap game, and the Saints on the road going outside against the division opponent giving almost a touchdown is too much. But yeah, I think I don't like anything from the Panthers lately for for good reason, and uh, and, I, and the Saints have a lot to play for. They they still have the the one seed right now, um, with their win over the Rams, so what they or I'm sorry with the yeah yeah head to head head to head win percentage puts them uh, in the one seed and, and they're going to want to have home games uh, come January oh yeah for sure what did, what did Roy have here uh, I don't think he had a had a lean on this one didn't have a pick okay or do you want the the whole week he had Casey oh yeah he he loves Carolina really uh, mm. likes uh, Philly and his lock of the week is Arizona at nine Loves Carolina enough to not show up for the show. All right, good enough. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get our Sunday picks. Uh, either of you have one ready to go? Uh, I actually was going to do Chicago at home against the Packers. Mm, the reformed Green Bay Packers, six-point underdogs at the Chicago Bears who just dominated the best offense in the league. Uh, 
Yes, I I do not like the Packers here. I, I think their flash in the pan last week was uh, was that all that. And, and the fact is, I like the Bears. The Bears have been dominant in terms of defense the majority of the year. I think they can score enough points to put up minimally six against against this uh, Packers team. This Packers team is not a good team. Let's be honest. They are a very mediocre team. You didn't like Joe Philbin using up two challenges in the first, like, 15 seconds of the game? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. This is a very mediocre, very very mediocrely coached team. And um, and the fact is, like, Aaron Rodgers is still a beast. But the fact is, he's one man with – 22 other uh, 21 other men helping him to to reach his goal and the fact is those 21 other men are not equivocable they're they're not and they're they're lacking in the skill and the talent that they need to be successful so i like the bears to hear all right i uh i don't like betting against aaron Rodgers, so i won't touch this one but i i i like the bears too that that was a really impressive defensive showing yeah, yeah, they fucking kicked the shit out of the Rams last week. Army, you got to take here. Um, I have a lot of leans on the games that are like three points, but they're all probably coin flips, really uh, analytically. So I won't say them in case I get embarrassed. Um, I think the Colts are better than the Cowboys. Um, what else do we got? I think the Bills are better than the Lions. You think the Colts are better than the Cowboys? That's interesting. I, I. I feel like the Cowboy defense has really um, come alive. I, I don't. I like the Colts quarterback more than the Cowboys quarterback, and I think the Colts team is trash. They're they're very <laughs> bad. Their their division is bad, and they're probably boosted off of that. But they're at home and they're only three point dogs. I I think it's Cowboys can't get their referees to travel to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're 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 gonna lose this one. Any other games I like? I also what, the my I guess the pick that I like was the Dolphins against the Vikings. The Vikings fired their offensive coordinator coming off a road game. Like, how are you going to have any kind of cohesive game plan within like five six days? But I don't know. Dolphins are wishy washy. But seven points, sure, shoot me. <laughs> I'll take one of the big games too, um, and I think it's that time of year where you'll start to see teams give up, and I think that's where we're at with the Bucks. And so I'm going to take the Ravens minus eight at home. This is a must-win game for the Ravens. Um, I think that they, you've got to, if if you're if you're a playoff team, you've got to win home games against bad teams, and this is this is their chance to pound a terrible quarterback with their incredible defense, and I like them to cover the eight. I like them to like probably knock Winston out of the game either by performance or by uh injury and uh I'll take I'll take them and, and spot the eight happily here. There's some interesting games that are live. Like is Josh Johnson start- so he's starting mm-hmm. against the Jags. Against Case Keenum uh, I'm not is it not no no not Keenum. Um Kessler. Kessler. Yeah. Yeah, that is, might be the worst quarterback game. Yeah, that's an ugly kind of up there. That that game. The Jags right are there. a touchdown favorite, and a, it's a over under at thirty six. So like, 
I I just I never know how the math works out on those things. Like they think it's gonna be a seventeen to ten game or something. Like yeah, that's a big strong. I mean, these are two of the worst situations you could find yourself in. And yeah, it it, it feels like the like Jacksonville's defense was probably a little overvalued coming into the year, but they haven't had major injuries. They were just like unlucky on turnover differential that they had last year and the Redskins are on their like fifth quarterback so it seems like the defense could just win the game we've got to remember for next year that the teams with elite defenses do not maintain them I mean look at just year to year so much of being a good defense is turnovers not just because turnovers equal points but turnovers get you off the field and keep you fast and, and energized and I think that what we've seen from the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Jags this year is not that they're so much worse. It's that they're not as lucky. The the you know the balls aren't bouncing into their hands when they hit the ground. The balls right, aren't yeah. tipping into their hands when they're in the air. And I think that that's something that you know next year we just take the top five defenses from this year and we fade them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially the the ones that are turnover differential like um, dependent. I remember a year where like the Bengals had like the highest like differential and then they played a playoff game and they had zero turnovers and they lost by like two touchdowns. Like, this is, I was going to say, this is such it, a narrative driven league. It's, it's more about points scored. That That's what it is. It's if you can keep your other, the other team out of the end zone, it's not, about, I mean, t- turnover differential definitely matters, but the, the thing that matters most is like controlling the run and controlling points on the board. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, that's hard to say. Cause like, you could like for that stat you might look at like time of possession but like in previous years like the saints would have like a 60 40 differential because they just scored touchdowns really quickly my but favorite they would lose game my favorite metrics are, are yards per play i think that there's the, that, definitely yeah, yeah that that's definitely that's like the yeah. that's the on base percentage of a football team is like how successful are you on average on a single play on offense and defense and that, to me, is the big, biggest sample size that you're going to get. And so I'll, I'd, I'd take that over points allowed, points scored, just because I think there is there's so much luck, and it goes both ways. I mean, the people talked about the one year that Carson Palmer popped off in Arizona as like, wow, this is his true talent unlocked. And I feel like people have uh, kind of like taken that and looked at guys like Stafford and like these big names, uh, these six four, six five white quarterbacks who have big arms as like this is their ceiling. Palmer wasn't good that year, like. He got embarrassed in the in the NFC Championship game, but if you look at the like the advanced metrics, like he had something like twenty five interceptions dropped, and it's like that had nothing to do with him. It was just did the guy on the other team catch the ball? And if yeah, you even if they even oh, hold on to if they hold on to a third of those, they knock knock down like even more of those. Like, yeah, and, and all it takes yeah. is it doesn't take all of them being caught for him to have a shitty season. Like. If a third of those are caught by the other teams, that's probably enough to knock them out of the, you know, out of the top of the, you know, out of an NFC Championship type run. So I think I think there's the element of luck is not really considered in NFL analysis. It's very much results oriented type of narratives that um, are created around teams of like, oh wow, that team, uh, you know, scored two touchdowns on defense. They are a dominant defense, and it's like, well, where are they or were those passes thrown right to them? And so I think those are the things that. Uh, we should we should be considering uh, going forward. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of other situations where there's missed opportunities on the defensive side of the ball where 
The guy drops an easy interception, and the next play, the guy turns a first down into a touchdown. Like, the, that, it happens both ways. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes next year. Be- yeah, I, I was going to say just, like, there's a, there's a lot of elements of the game that are analyzed on the macro level. Like, oh, the Rams get Aqib Tlaib, uh, Dominic and Sue, uh, they have Aaron Donald, they have all these great – uh, defensive players and like that they suck they're kind of washed up players like not Aaron Donald but like um well Aaron Donald is you, you see their names the league, if not defensive player yeah the yeah league. but like you see these names like oh they're they're gonna be like the best defensive football it's like well maybe they're not built for that scheme maybe they're you know not a you know pass rusher in this kind of defensive alignment which isn't like over analyzed you just see the names well, I, I, I totally agree with that. People get so in love with the names, they don't think about whether they're a scheme fit or not. And that, that's a big thing, because if you have a 320-pound defensive end, like, that's great in a 3-4 scheme, but for a 4-3 scheme, that's not so great. Like, the 4-3 scheme, the guy needs to control the edges, he needs to be quick off the ball. Where the 3-4 scheme, the guy is just a body who's trying to body up on multiple uh whether it's the guard and the tackle taking double teams so he it 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 depends on whether you're in a three four scheme or a four three scheme whether that type of defensive end will fit your scheme or not took us 15 weeks to get to the hardcore football analysis and yet here we are (laughs) yeah let's let's dissect the x-wing uh triforce uh double wing defense next week (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you missed you, out on the, like maybe like a Lord of the Rings reference there, and you would have really yeah, captured you, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and League of Legends all in one sentence. But well, but the fact is, is, but but the thing is, like guys like Jason Taylor, like would not fit in a three-four scheme. Jason Taylor was one of the finest Dementors ever employed. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Jason Taylor was fantastic on a 4-3 scheme but in a 3-4 scheme he wouldn't work yeah he's too small it's crazy yeah i remember that that guy uh glenn dorsey like he was like a top pick from like lsu and mm-hmm. he was trash and then moved to the niners and he was pretty good he yeah was, he's pretty like, good because he moved because he was in he a moved. bad bad situation turns yeah, out it's important to have a scheme that fits you just talk yeah, to exactly. uh, rg3 yeah exactly i mean you need to have coaches that believe in you a scheme that fits your your skill set, and if you don't have those two things, you're going to be a mediocre player. I mean, I mean, that's just the way it works. And the thing is, like half of it's your fault. And in fact, you you can't you're not your body's not able to adapt. But in that other half is the is the coaches that they aren't willing to adapt to the talents that you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, like imagine your skill in your training in college is like four years of. I'm the guy up the middle. I'm just gonna supposed to push like two guys forward. That is my job. And then you move me into four three. Oh, I'm I'm supposed to outmaneuver one of these guys. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's exactly the problem that Eric Eric Armstead is having, is the fact that they're uh-huh, running. Yeah, a, right. He was a DN, right? In a, yeah, he was a DN, and he was and he was basically just there to push the pile. And now he's asked to be a pass rusher. He just has speed and maneuverability to do the job. And, and 
he he's just not fit for the position. And if they move, that's to, the problem. Is like these coaches, head coaches, offensive coaches, defensive coaches, they're all fired like in two years. So like, you draft this guy, like hopefully he's a generational like offensive tackle or something. But like, you you can't really like project really down the line unless you're Bill Belichick. You, you know, you can play safe with like the people you pick up oh this guy's good in the scheme that i play oh he was a fifth rounder but he'll play up to a third rounder in our scheme although even belichick has failed with some of those i remember adelius thomas coming over from the ravens that guy was like all pro uh outside linebacker could play defensive end he could cover somebody and he came to the pats and like never clicked and that one really confused me adelius thomas had one good year with the Pats, and then the next year he got hurt, and he was never the same. When it, the next year he got hurt, and he just he didn't have the same speed, he didn't have the same capabilities that he needed to play in the Pats defense because the Pats defense plays small and fast, and he just didn't have the capabilities to do that anymore yeah. after his injury. I want to talk. I, I could sh- I could shoot in here about like the Pats um, defense. They they look like the same defense you've seen from the Pats, just lower. They, they don't have the, like, skill guys to defend for their weaker, like, slower folks. Like, when you have Teddy, uh, Teddy Bruschi, who's, like, 500 years old, like, playing in the linebacker, like, he'll be in the spots where he's supposed to be, but you also need to have, like, Chandler Jones, like, covering for you, like, someone who can yep. range for you. So- yeah, somebody can cover a tight end coming out of the backfield or an H-back or covering a running back. Like, you yeah. need somebody who can cover those guys. If you don't have that, there's going to be big plays on you all the time. Uh, and that's the same thing that the Niners are struggling with because they're running a they're running a 3-4 scheme, but they have nobody to cover backs out of the backfield because they just don't have good outside linebackers. Like, when, when the Niners were really good, yeah. When you had when you had Navarre Bowman, no, don't and, say it, Tim. And, and Patrick <laughs> Willen, like they could cover tight ends easily, and they could cover running backs coming out of the backfield at 240 pounds. <laughs> like, like, like when you watch that when you watch that Saints game in 2011, and you saw you saw Willis, and you saw they were covering Darren Sproles out of the backfield. Like, I know Tim, you're bringing like, a tear to my eye. Our like <laughs> our sixth best linebacker was like Ahmed Brooks and like he was <laughs> yeah, like a pro exactly. bowler. Like that team was in their defense was ridiculous. They could cover anyone at any point in time. It was it was insane. Like that was one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I I, so well, I mean it's probably West Coast bias and like I don't have any like, Steelers. Uh, well, they didn't get, like, they didn't give up a games, but like yeah, the Seattle Niner game where it was just like a, a a fight a fist fight those were great to watch great football but those are long gone you can't yeah, well I'm, i mean them. you watch those games the niners didn't give up a rushing touchdown for 21 games so that team like that that defense was for fucking real they, like, they also had some like real nasty hitters like Clearly, we're going for CTE injuries. On the <laughs> so, like, what was it? Was it? Yeah, Whitney. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Goldson. 
Like, they were and just then you like had straight headshotting people. I <laughs> no wonder we're winning games. Like, you're like knocking the other player out. <laughs> Didn't Whitner like change his name? Yeah, it's a Hitner. <laughs> <laughs> he literally changed his name to Hitner. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's a that's quality programming right there. Uh, before we close, I do have two games that we didn't talk about that I just want to very quickly throw out there. Obviously, we already made our best bets, but the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills are both three-point favorites. Unacceptable. Teams like that yeah. cannot be favored. Um, it doesn't matter yeah. who they're playing against. Uh, I, yeah, like I don't like I don't like the Lions. I don't like the Raiders, but I, I don't like... They're outdoors. I like teams giving points. Teams that suck giving points, I like them less. So I'm uh, I'm on both of them. I'm on both dogs, and I'm taking both money lines. And uh, let's roll. That's going. Yeah, that's I, fair. I I mean we have uh, Roy's not here, but we don't have the the uh, the tandem defending the Bills. But they're, <laughs> they're a bad team. They're a Jekyll Hyde, like worst team in football and semi competent team. All all you know is that the fans will be there and be wasted. <laughs> You heard that, like, they're uh, going to give free attendance to people who show up to shuffle the snow off the field? Sure, why not? Can't imagine yeah. people are rushing out so, to sit in the So, do you, cold. do you trust uh, Stafford trying to throw in the, the snow? I trust Josh Allen to not be able to throw in the snow. He's going to be able to out-juke the defender. <laughs> He's not throwing no footballs. That guy doesn't know how to throw. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, he knows how to throw. He just can't throw no. accurately. I like Bell's pain. Bell. That's why I bet on the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the duel of the faiths, then. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, that's let's 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 call it right there. This has been episode twenty nine of the Roughed Up Podcast. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen, listeners. It's been a pleasure doing these. I know we've got a couple weeks left in the playoffs, of course, but uh, I just want to say this is it's a great. I look forward to this every Tuesday night. Yeah, never better. Oh, never yeah, better for sure. All right. Thank we'll you call- guys and have a great night. All right, we'll call it there. Thanks everyone.